0: Hey, is this thing on? I am Queen's. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa and you're listening to the All Things Pelvic podcast where you get to follow my life as a pelvic floor physical therapist. That may sound a little boring, but real quick, let me break it down. I bring up topics that most people find difficult to talk about, But maybe it's time we get comfortable with discussing the uncomfortable. I always strive for real talk, good vibes, and mostly all things pelvic. Join me and my guests as we discuss healthcare, culture, and real life topics. Are you ready? Because it's time to take a page out of my playbook. Everyone, Welcome back to another week of all things pelvic. I am super excited to introduce our guest today. And oddly enough, I've actually never met this guest in person. <laughs> we met on Instagram, which I think is kind of the beauty of social media. But Tara, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, hi, thank
1: you so much for having me today. Um, I'm Tara. So I'm like a physical therapist turned yogi. So <laughs> yes. I tra- treated for about five years as a PT and I specialized in public health. And then about two years ago, I kind of saw this need. Um, more specialized yoga type treatment for people dealing with chronic pain, chronic pelvic pain. And I kind of transitioned to now having a yoga based business. So that's kind of my story in like the nutshell version.
0: I was going to say that was like a super rapid fire minute version of, of your story. I love it. And Honestly, guys, like one thing that intrigued me with Tara was just like the fact that she did transition. You know, I think a lot of us, after going through like so much schooling, like we get kind of nervous with like, wait, like I went to, and I'm sure you may have had that battle a bit too with like, hold on, like I went to school for so long. Yeah. yeah." (laughs) And it's like, do I really want to make that transition. But I honestly, like, I, I respect anybody who does it, you know, who does that because you also have to do what makes you happy. You know, you always have to do what makes you happy. So what was it though, like about yoga for you? That was just like, this is, this is a little bit more of the niche that I kind of want to get into.
1: So originally when I was still treating as a physical therapist, I, you know, I saw pretty much mostly pelvic health. And then I also had like chronic pain patients who didn't necessarily have pelvic issues, but for a certain number of my chronic pain patients and a certain number of people dealing with chronic pelvic conditions related more to pain, pelvic pain, I found that they kind of, some of them got like, I guess stuck, you would say, like they definitely improved with PT, but they would still constantly have flares. And for this certain number of patients, usually the flares were related to like a stressful situation. So anytime they were stressed, their pelvic pain would flare up. So I always practiced yoga, more just like vinyasa yoga, like I wasn't the super yogi like I am now. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, okay, I mean, yoga is really great at like stress release, it helps to relax your body. And so I would recommend they do yoga. But what I found was there was really nowhere to send them to that was specific enough for what they were dealing with. Because even if they did a more beginner's class, a lot of it was too strengthening based and it was Mm -hmm. just hard to find something that was appropriate for someone who's dealing with a lot of physical type pain. For sure. So I decided, yeah, so at that point I was like, okay, I really do love yoga. Let me do my yoga teacher training and I'll just add this into like my physical therapy treatment and that so then I did my teacher training and it was really so transformational for me personally. And I I don't personally suffer from chronic pain, but I had a lot of mental health things that I was dealing with and it like really changed like my life and I didn't know how powerful it could be. And I was like, I really feel like I need to dedicate myself to this. And I think I can serve this population honestly which what Alyssa was saying, it was really hard to actually give up, like actually treating as a physical therapist, even Mm -hmm. though it's like, I'm still using my knowledge. It was really hard to be like, okay, I'm not like treating as a PT, even though I went to school for seven years for this. But I felt like I could really serve this population in a better way by being the person that could provide them with this type of yoga therapy and having my physical therapist brain, and I understand what they're going through and making it more specific to them. So that's, like, the long version of, like, how I got to where I am today and how I actually stopped treating as a PT, which I never thought would happen, which is
0: pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I, so I part of me doesn't even know how to follow up with that. Because you just said. I think the first thing, though, that comes to, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, one thing that stuck out that you said is that it did help you transition in a way too, Um, especially if you were going through something mentally. I definitely feel that a lot of times, even though like, of course, boundaries are super important, um, but I think that when we can also help a patient or a client in a way where like maybe we've gone through something similar, um, I think that that is always really helpful for them to kind of know. Now, even with you, you know, like maybe sending your patients somewhere, you know, to like do yoga and practice yoga. Sometimes it is hard because it's like, I'm sure this happens to you all the time too, where it's like a patient will then say like, actually though, like, do you do it? Because like you already know my body, you know, you know my body already. And it's sometimes really hard to then like explain to now a whole new person, like what's going on. Right. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. So I think I mean, first of all, I think it's awesome. I think it's it just goes to show to how many different things just goes into patient care, right? That, that just yeah. goes into patient care in general. And you found that kind of like you liked that vibe way more better than like just PT, right? Even though you were yeah. probably doing all those things while you were doing yeah. just PT a, too. Yeah, so a, a lot of like,
1: pelvic PTs are really in tune with mind-body connection and we know that pain is more than just physical like as physical therapists most of us understand that and work with it but I think you work with it on a certain level and like with yoga I feel like I'm able to like work with it on a much deeper
0: level 1000 percent. and just so anybody listening you know like if you're not sure like what a pelvic floor session can entail I I even tell my friends who are more ortho based and like I'm an orthopedic PT as well but it's like There's such a difference between a chronic pelvic pain patient in comparison to a sprained ankle. To me, like, there's just such, there's such a big difference. There really is a huge mental component to it. And it, I never like to say that, like, one is worse than the other because, like, somebody with ankle stability, like, clearly there's a mental component there, too. You know, like, with, you know, just... Being being nervous about wearing a certain type of shoe or whatever it is, but for sure with pelvic pain, it's so understudied right now too. And now I feel like I feel like we're getting into a groove where it's like, okay, clearly this is more of an issue than maybe we have thought in the past. So like now there's a little bit more research on it, but like in general, there's not. So it's like when I tell yeah. my patients sometimes that like it could be stressed they're like you gotta be kidding me like we're already like we're already like stressed out about stuff but I have a patient who I was seeing for about it was a few months but it was a type of thing where he would get better right after a session and then it would come right back you know like his pain level yeah. would just like spike right back up and I was like listen like I, and he was like I've been to psychologists I've been to the works and like nothing is working. And I was like, yeah. have you also been to like the right people though? Because like, you know, going to psychologist is like dating. Like if it's not the right person, it's not oh, yeah, the right for person. Sure. <laughs> um, same thing with PTs and stuff. It's like, it, you know, if it's not working, it's not working. So oddly enough, he took a huge break from like PT, which I, I think it was like one of the best things for him. We actually spoke about it before he did it. Yeah. And it, You know, because I even said, I was like, I'm also cringing with, like, treating you knowing that you are also going to, like, you know, just spike right back up to that pain level that you usually are at. And this was also months of, like, trying different things and, like, working with a million different things. And he emailed me recently, actually. And now this is about a year ago, maybe, that I treated Uh him. He did hypnotherapy. And... He said that 90% of his pain is gone.
1: And he He's was amazing. like, I
0: yeah. And he was like, it yeah. was a really big struggle for me to also understand that like this was way more of a mental component than it was physical, even though it was manifesting as physical. So Yeah, I think it's a hard thing sometimes to
1: like, I guess, accept. And I think it's like people, sorry, I don't need to interrupt you. No, but, no, like, no, no. Like I no, think no. we need to like Realize that physical and mental are so closely related that
0: yeah. there's
1: nothing wrong with the fact that maybe the mental is more of the issue, and I think yeah. that's like something that people have a hard time dealing with. But I mean, it sounds like for your patient, it was probably—I'm guessing—were you doing a lot of like muscle release with him? One thousand percent. Yeah, like so that. He, was... he like mus- he physically had muscle tightness and would feel yeah. better after. So yeah. that was a physical problem, but then his mental or emotional state or stress or whatever it was was just bringing his muscles back into that, you know, state. So he needed something else, which, you know, some people get the luxury of going to PT and they're just like, better,
0: we're yeah. done. Like, it's I'm good to go. Harder. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. So it's like, That's why I also think it's so important to also just educate, like, we might not be experts in the field of, like, diets or, you know, like, nutrition or whatever it is, but it's, like, at the same time, I still bring it up in my sessions. So it's, like, let me at least help you get to the resources that you need. So even, like, yoga for me, like, sure, do I, like, maybe, like, prescribe, like, certain yoga poses, but, like... I'm not truly into like the practice of, of yoga, yeah. you know, like I wouldn't be able to teach a class. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do that. So yeah. I feel like also knowing those types of things and knowing that there are these providers out there is like super important. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, I know. So you're still doing like PT, but it's more yoga based. So like what would a typical session look like with that? And, like, how does so, that differ from, like, I guess, like, a typical, you know, PT session?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like, so my style of teaching yoga is kind of, it's like a combo of different things. Like, I wouldn't say I teach, like, one specific, like, path, because there's a lot of different, like, paths of yoga, and some people are, like, super specific. But my style, so I do vinyasa yoga, which is more that movement-based with breath work. But for most of my clients, it's a really – um more gentle focused like more gentle movements really just focusing on moving with the breath it's not like these intense like you know poses where you're like holding warrior two for like you know a full minute or something (laughs) like it's like really toned down so usually a session will include some type of movement based practice and then I also incorporate some type of like restorative So. That's a lot when you use props and it's more passive for your body. So it's a really good way to relax the body, um, like using bolsters, yoga blocks, and putting your body in positions that maybe would help like open and release things, but it's more of a passive thing. And then I also will add in some type of meditation, practice, mm-hmm. depending where the person's at, maybe more focused breath work. Um, but yeah, I always incorporate some type of meditation into a session because that's really where we could get into like the mind space, quieting the mind and really like kind of going inward and assessing what we actually need, um, that maybe we had been avoiding. But usually my sessions would start with more of the movement based kind of stuff. Cause Mm -hmm. I think when you start with that also, it helps you. Like if you're someone who has a hard time meditating, doing more of the movement-based practice and then maybe doing some restorative. It's kind of like preparing your body and mind to meditate if you're not someone who could just, like, sit down, close your eyes, and,
0: like, be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I'm so literally – kind of like, <laughs> No, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just literally my head being, like, I just started meditating, and it's so funny yeah. because, like, that is what I kind of need to do. Like, I need to, like, move around a little bit beforehand to, like – get my mind ready for it and like then I can yeah. do it but I'm sorry go ahead keep going so you yeah more well no like based. on your
1: point like if anyone ha- has done like a typical vinyasa yoga class that's more movement based and you do shavasana at the end like a lot of times people maybe like if you had them lay in shavasana at the beginning of the class people would be like oh my god I like can't sit here with my eyes closed but because you just went through all those movements and they're you know it's moving your body and working on strengthening stretching but The way we kind of move through yoga poses, it's also more intentional, like working with our energy and things like that. So it's like literally preparing you to like be able to relax and be in that state. So usually if someone has a hard time, like you were saying, doing that movement, then you can actually sit and, you know, close your eyes and be okay, like you know, going inside, but meditation can be hard for people for sure. It's not easy. Like, it seems like it should be easy to just close your eyes and sit there, but definitely
0: not. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Real talk. Let's talk about that for a second. So I, yeah. <laughs> I like, <laughs> one of my, um, one of my friends is a health coach and she's been helping me a bit with like trying to kind of like calm my body down. I'm, I'm definitely an animated person. A lot of people know this about me, and I realized, though, that even like when I'm getting PT, when I'm even just like, when I'm supposed to be a little bit more calm, there's some part of my body that's just always gripping, always gripping, yeah. um, no matter what. So it's like as a PT, I'm also trying to just like learn how to calm down my own body. I teach it all the time. And I'm trying yeah. to calm down my own body. But what I learned about myself for meditation is that like... I what she taught me is to like try not to completely close off your mind which that was different for me that was different to hear that I was like okay that's that's interesting because I feel like everybody says you need to close off your mind completely she goes unfortunately you're gonna have thoughts especially with like just starting meditation you know like you're gonna be in the zone trying so hard to you know grasp what's going on but she was like if you think about something then just like say, okay, that's a thought, and now like put it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was very interesting. Um, because I had never heard it like put that way. Um and there yeah. And then she said something like, you know, of course with a kind of a personality like that too, you're always gonna want to focus on something. So like focus on your breathing and like add movement into it. Like let's maybe put your hands on your Mm -hmm. ribs and like try to expand them as, you know, back and forth and like kind of do it in that way. So you're still paying attention to something, but you're also still super relaxing your body. So I definitely wanted to get like your thoughts on that. Like, how do you feel about like that kind of approach to it?
1: So, I mean the point of like the long-term goal of meditation, yeah, is to be able to quiet your mind, but, you know, pretty much no one probably could just sit there and their mind is going to quiet right away. So it's more about like, yeah, it's always like, you know, they say like more in the mental health standpoint, if you're trying not to think of something, you're going to think of it. So you are like, I'm trying not to have thoughts, like thoughts are going to come up. So it's more about just, you note know, like you were saying, you notice the thoughts and the point is you don't want to like chase it, I guess, and you don't want to yeah. like run with it. So you just notice it, it's there. Okay, moving on, bring your attention to back to whatever it was that you were focusing on. So like you were saying, if it's, your breath, you're focusing on, if you're doing more movement, um, mantra can be really helpful for people who have a really, really active mind. So some type of phrase that you're kind of repeating and you don't have to say it out loud. You can literally like say it in your head. Um, that usually is like a really, really helpful way for people to stay focused. So that's like another tool that sometimes I use with people and
0: a mantra could be Like
1: it's so vast, like you can pick whatever you want. And it can be like
0: anything too, which I think is so cool. You know, I, um, I definitely think I, like for me, I'm sure it's also all about like preference, you know, like I, I have a friend who genuinely just like wakes up each morning and does this, like, just kind of sits there. And, like, that's how he meditates, and I'm, like, no way. I I said I was, like, no way. I just genuinely – and also this is me kind of already putting out the idea that I can't do it, you know, without even, like, kind of truly yeah, trying exactly. it. However, yeah. I have definitely done, like, more of a guided meditation where it's, like, drop your shoulders and then, like, repeat this in your head. And, you know, kind of, like, over and over and, like, that – is definitely more of my vibe Um, because then I could be real in tune with that too so
1: yeah Yeah, and it can like evolve over time like I used to pretty much only do guided meditations and now I pretty much just like I just sit with music and I just like feel into my own energy like that's how I like to meditate but like it definitely like evolves over time so you have to like find what works for you and then it it might change as you go so totally you know that's the beauty of it
0: what would you like if you were to give somebody advice on to like how to get into meditation like what would you what would you say to them I mean I do I mean personally out of everything we've talked about I
1: I really do think doing a guided meditation for yeah. five minutes is like really the easiest place to start. Cause one it's only five minutes like to yeah. do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> we can all take five minutes. And then That's like, for sure.
1: If you're someone that is like you have a lot of, you know, wandering thoughts or whatever and you're having a hard time sitting there, someone is talking you through what to do. So yeah. they're giving you something to focus on, they're cueing something in your body. So that really is the best way, I think. And then also for if for people who are dealing with pain, I know meditation can be hard sometimes because it's hard for them to sit still depending on what you're dealing with some people have a hard time sitting in one position for a while so just knowing that really like you can meditate in any position like you don't have to sit cross leg on the floor to meditate like that's not true you can sit up in a chair you can lay down and it kind of is like a journey to finding what position works best for you that you can actually sit there for so you know your first meditation maybe you are fidgeting you're like okay like this time let me I'm gonna, next time I'm going to put a bolster under my hips, let me see if I feel better. So it's kind of like figuring out what works for your body, because ideally, you do want to be able to be still, because if you are fidgeting around, it's kind of like breaking that trance of meditation. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's like a super important thing when you're starting your journey is to work on finding that position, and it can take time. Like, I think it took me like, I don't know, it probably took me like a good month of like moving around to find, because I just like personally... Enjoy sitting on the floor, but Mm. I did have like some discomfort, so it took me a long time of finding. Okay, like how do I need to prop up my hips? Like what can I put under my feet so they feel better? So just like you know, go with it. Yeah, (laughs) it'll take time. You know, don't worry. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's like those are like my suggestions. So doing guided meditations only for like five minutes. Don't like try to make yourself sit there for like Mm. twenty minutes the first (laughs) first few times you're trying to meditate and working on trying to find a comfortable position, I think those are, like, good ways to start your your practice.
0: Totally. I mean, I think that I've had so many patients be like, nope, can't do it. And I'm like, well, when you did it, like, did you try to do it for, like, an hour? Because, like, that's super tough to do right away, you know? So it's, like, I think that, I mean, a big trend, at least in New York, um, especially just, like, downstate New Yorkers, New York City, Long Island, like, I think we're just so, (laughs) like – on the go all the time that it's a really Mm -hmm. hard concept and and just Americans actually in general I think it's just culture it's like it's really hard concepts for us to just like chill for a second yeah Um, definitely I mean this is like a little off topic but one of my friends and I were talking about, um, we listened to this anti-diet podcast. It was very interesting how they, like, they said that Americans, like, I forgot what percentage it was, but, like, 60% of people don't enjoy their food because, That's yeah, crazy. yeah, whereas, like, um, I think they did it in France and then in England where it's, like, 90% yeah. of them, like, it's it doesn't impact their day. Like, it they do, they yeah. doesn't impact their day. So that, to me, too, was just kind of like, huh, that I'm kind of not surprised about. You know, like, I'm not just not yeah. surprised about it because we're just, like, always – we're always on the go, maybe eating as we're talking on the phone and, like, running to the next place and, like, doing all these things and then maybe feeling bad about it because it wasn't, like, the healthiest meal that maybe I just had yeah. or something. There's just, like, always something. But – I think that's so cool that that's like more of a bigger vibe into your sessions. I mean, a PT session could be so different for like all of our specialties that we all have. Yes. And I mean, definitely <laughs> for pelvic, it's like we definitely want to go on the route of like more calm, that's for sure. Um no matter yeah. what but it just makes me think of like some of my friends who were more of like in a sports and like ortho vibe where it's like a little way more just kind of intense. So like for somebody to be more in tune is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I think like, yeah.
1: Like what you were saying is we all have like masculine and feminine energy. Like it doesn't matter of gender. We all have it. And most of us in like America have a lot of masculine energy where we're up and constantly needing to go. And it's like tuning into that feminine energy of being able to like, Rest and relax, and take time for you, and even sitting down for five minutes and eating. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> I know it's so interesting. I um, I something just pops into my head about like meditation and kind of just like your sessions in general. I know you and I we've kind of talked about like the emotional component, you know, into physical, of course. But, mm-hmm. like, have you ever had anybody kind of, like, as they're meditating or as they're going through their poses, like, in your sessions, like, does their pain ever just, like, really increase at all? Like, does it ever – are they manifesting it so much that does it kind of make its way just, like, back in for a second, too, for them to – I am i making sense i mean a lot of (laughs) it's
1: like in the sessions it's down regulating so i've never had anyone that has had like a huge spike yeah like in pain like if you're moving through poses obviously like it's kind of like sometimes like trial and error in a way and seeing like what can your body tolerate um but sometimes like i would say it's more of like an emotional release that i would see yeah um more than just like more than, like, a spike in pain, it's, like, more of, like, a really, like, intense rise in emotions, and a lot of times, like, that can happen in, like, when you're doing, like, hip openers and working on hip openers, which is, you know, a lot related to more pelvic-related stuff, but um, if we're looking at more of, like, the energy and our emotions in our body, we really store a lot of it in our hips, and it's, like, not uncommon that, like, you might have, like, an emotional release while you're doing, like, a hip opener, like, if you're, like, sitting in it for a long time, and it's kind of, like, interesting because, like, I didn't really know that until I did, like, my yoga teacher training. And I remember I was, like, talking with my mom about it. And me and her used to, like, go to kundalini yoga. Like, we did it a while ago. And she goes, she's like, that's so weird. She's like, that literally happened to me once in a she's like, we were sitting in pigeon pose. And she's like, I just wanted to start crying. Yeah. And she, like, didn't tell me then. But I was like, that makes sense. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, and if that does happen like going with it can be like really ther- like it sucks when it's happening but like yes. when you go with it it could be like really therapeutic and healing after um yeah, but yeah so.
0: <laughs> I know so I've I've had this happen a few times where like somebody's pain level weirdly would like increase and it's more so because they're just like noticing it more and then then yeah. it's like completely it calm down, down. But I've always found, I don't know, that, like, relationship between, like, pain and even just manifesting it, I've always found that so interesting how, like, if we do kind of manifest pain, like, it can happen. Or, like, if you persevere on it, like, a little too much. I always find that really, really interesting how we have those kind of brain connections into there.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, anything that, unfortunately, like, the pain is there, but just the more you're, like, constantly focusing on it, it's just, like, Constantly creating it and making it be there more often you know yeah. it's like reminding your brain like oh yeah it's there like like where's my pain today oh there it is like it's like you're constantly thinking about it so it really does like feed into the cycle and it's like not easy by any means at all to like start to break up that cycle because it's not the pain is real and it really might be a physical component as well but the brain just like gets used to thinking about it and it's like constantly like re-manifesting it in the body. So it is really interesting like how much power our minds like, have for we have the power for good and and for things that are maybe not
0: as ideal like it goes both ways but it's definitely fascinating always there's always something there's it's always a double-edged sword (laughs) like no matter what (laughs) no matter what um and I mean I think like even just brain connection that can be like a whole episode in itself about how we like manifest all of that but um if you were to pick like your favorite your favorite yoga yoga poses top three. What are your top three? Um, my
1: top three. Um, well, I really like yogi squat malasana okay. for like grounding. So um, that's like when you're in a deeper squat and like the hands are kind of in prayer. Oh yeah. Um, yes, and there's yes. ways there's ways you can modify too. Like that's not comfortable. Like with blocks or stuff under the heels. Like I do really like that one. I really do like pigeon pose for like hip opening. Yeah. Um, because I do find that that one is um, physically beneficial, but also very, like, emotionally beneficial. Um, my last yoga pose, probably child pose, but I do also Love. find it. Um, yeah. yeah, It's really good at, like, just the way that, like, you're relaxing, like, having that head, like, um, in contact with the earth. Mm-hmm. It's really good at, like, helping kind of, like, quiet it if you could actually, like, tune into that, like, sensation, so. I think
0: those are my top three favorites. definitely. And it's funny. I just realized I didn't give you like even something to associate it with. I didn't say like chronic pain or anything like that. Just in
1: general. yeah,
0: for sure. but no, it made me it made me just realize, too. I'm like, no, like those are my favorite just in general, too. Like child's pose is definitely like, I think like my top top. Like I for yeah, some reason, so I just think like, yeah, it's just overall just there's a lot of modifications. There's a lot, you know, there's just a lot you can do with it. So definitely yeah. one of my favorites. But I feel like I need a book with you now. I like I've been mean, I'm like thinking about it I'm like <laughs> I need to do I need to like go into pigeon pose way more often. <laughs> I need oh to my do god, you're so that. funny. <laughs> but with that being said, where can everybody find you? You know, how would they go about booking a session with you and all of that? So you guys can find
1: me at Dr. Tara Slay on pretty much all platforms. So my website is Dr. And then I'm Dr. Tara Slay on YouTube and on Instagram. And if you guys are interested in booking a session, I do offer like a free consultation. So we can kind of talk about it and see, you know, if it's right fit for you and I can kind of talk about how I can help you. And you can book that on my website and hopefully coming forward in the future, I am going to have, Like more of a
0: self paced course out for using yoga to help heal from chronic pain. So Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that's so exciting. And like of as yeah. always, like I'm gonna put all the information in the description of the episode and everything, but that's super exciting. I think that like anything yeah. virtual is and like self paced is like so the way to go right now. And just yeah. in general, on for both ends, you know, like for patients, for clients, yeah. and then for you too, to just be like, Here's my, you know, here's my module, like go for it. So I yeah. love that yeah. and I think that's super exciting yeah. and Yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to, it was such a pleasure talking to you. I just want to thank you for being on here today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the All Things Pelvic Pod. Have questions, concerns, comments, want to share your story? Remember to follow me on Instagram at the underscore pelvic floor playbook. DM me, share my stuff, like it, and let me know what you think. As a reminder, this is not medical advice by any means, so don't be out here doing a bunch of nonsense in these streets. If you need me and want to vibe, you know where to find me. I'm out.